Hello and welcome to Square Dots Podcast. This is episode 5 and today we're gonna have a chat with Roldan from Mechanica. They make CNC machines. You can think about CNC like the opposite of 3D printing. You start with the material and you carve into it. Stick around till the end to learn all about it. Hello everybody, today we have Roldan with us from Mechanica. He's gonna tell us all about it. Okay, so I'm Roldan, I'm the co-founder of Mechanica, so also it's a company based in Brussels, Belgium. Uh, we started about a year ago and, and yeah, our, our project is really to bring manufacturing capabilities to people to, to help them produce locally, to help them uh, access the means of, of manufacturing, to, to produce small series of subjects, to prototype, to repair things. And we do that actually by bringing um, to the market some machines, manufacturing machines that are open source um, to, to leave as many people as possible access to those, uh, to those machines, but that we also sell as kits so people can order kits, build their machine, and work with them. And then on the other side, we try to give as, many, as much knowledge as possible um, through free access, knowledge, tutorials, video, articles, so people can really understand what's behind those manufacturing technologies, behind those machines, and how to use them to develop their personal project or their... Okay, so first of all, tell us a little bit about your, your background. Um, why did you decide to go and make this, this sort of tools? Okay, so, um, so we're actually a team of three person at the beginning uh, behind Mechanica. So we're three, three long-time friends, actually. Um, and my two co-founders, uh, Martin and Maxims, are an industrial designer and a mechatronical engineer. So those guys are really like the, the technical brain behind Mechanica. And the story actually started with them. Um, so right after they went to university, they started a design and engineering bureau on their own. Uh, to try to create products for uh, for their clients, and uh, they realized they needed machine to be able to produce prototype, to to be able to bring their idea to life uh, way way faster. Um, so this was back in 2014, and at that time uh, it was actually the beginning of 3D printing, more or less in in Europe, or it was not that accessible yet. Um, CNC machines were quite uh, expensive as well, and so they decided to build their own machine because they didn't only need 3D printing and CNC milling. They needed uh, bending machines, vacuum forming, everything. So, so they really started building their own machine to, to be able to deliver things to their clients. And soon they realized that actually all those machines could be built using more or less the same basic components, uh, that they could find a lot of information online. There was a lot of knowledge online that could be used to, to build those machines. Uh, and that those machines could really be designed with the user in mind more than really the technology in mind. And so they built those machines and, and soon more and more clients came to them to, to ask them to build machines and not products actually. So, so they started building custom machines for people. Um, and at some point I, I came into the equation. So, so I have a back, background more in entrepreneurship and, and, uh, and uh, finance and managing companies. And we discussed a bit about their, they had a dream actually of, of making all those manufacturing technologies accessible to everyone through open source. And we really worked together into trying to find the perfect way to make this dream come true um, by making it profitable so we could have the, the finance to, to develop all those machines and to open source them. 
And so, yeah, almost two years ago, we started working together on trying to find a, a business model that could work uh, while still giving as much uh, as possible in terms of open source and free knowledge. And, uh, and yeah, we became a company one year ago and we've launched already three machines. Cool. So what sort of machines do you make? Okay, so the basic idea is that at some point we'll have a library of hundreds of different manufacturing machines, like every type of manufacturing uh, you might need, but you, you need to start somewhere. So we started actually a year ago with a very simple machine uh, with a technical process that's been existing for, for very long, uh, but that people are still discovering every day, which is called screen printing, uh, which allows you to to print very finely on every type of fabrics or on glass or on wood or on uh, on paper and everything. So it's really a very nice uh, printing technique. So, so we started with, uh, with this because it was a very simple tool, um, entirely mechanical, so no, no electronics uh, or automation. Uh, we wanted to test the first idea of making a kit and how to make it very accessible in terms of open source. Uh, and then the second tool we developed was a CNC machine because uh, it's one of the tools we use the most and it's a very, very useful tool for all kinds of different projects and, and machines. You can work on a lot of different materials. Um, and so we built a first CNC machine um, with really small uh, companies and professionals in mind. So it's really a machine designed for production. Uh, that's still affordable for uh, small and medium companies. Um, and then after this second machine, so the, CNC, uh, the professional CNC machines, we got asked to build bigger CNC machines, so more for factory-like productions. So, so we developed this range of machines as well. And then during the whole year 2020, we had a lot of requests from people who lost their job actually, or their business didn't work anymore because of the COVID crisis. And they really wanted to reinvent themselves uh, and CNC machining seemed to them a way to, to do that. But our professional range was still too expensive and not accessible enough for them. And so we decided to develop a more affordable model, uh, which is called the EVO. And it's a model we just launched actually a month ago on, on Kickstarter. Okay, so before we get into the, the EVO, could you explain what, what a CNC machine is or what it, what it does? Yes, of course. So um, I guess more or less everybody sees what a 3D printer does now. So really you, you design something uh, on your computer and then you have a printer that prints it in, in 3D. So CNC milling machine is really the, like the opposite of 3D printing. So instead of adding uh, material, you remove material. So you go from uh, a piece of material and you draw something on your computer and you ask the machine to remove the material to transform it into what you want. And one of the biggest advantages uh, of CNC milling compared to 3D printing, for example, is that you can work on a whole lot number of different materials like wood, like metal, like different kinds of plastics, foams or, or everything. Um, and also that it's way faster, so it's way more efficient in terms of uh, production. Okay, so let's get into the Evo. Not long ago, I, I today is the last day, which is a pity because I would uh, I would have liked this podcast to be up before the end of your campaign. But yeah, yeah. but uh, Mechanica has launched a campaign on Kickstarter for the Evo CNC machine. Mm -hmm, exactly. So 
what's the Evo and why is it different from all your other CNC machines? Okay, so, so yeah, like I explained before, the Evo really came from um, a request from actually a lot of, of people knowing Mechanica to have a more affordable CNC machine. So we really uh, dug into how to transform what we have with our professional range of CNC machine into something that's more affordable, more accessible. And we also decided to put all of our feedback experience from the CNC machine we had and, and from the market actually into this. So we, we, we really designed it with special feature. Um, we've improved, I think, the way we control the CNC machine compared to everything else you have on the market. It's something very more intuitive with a touch screen, with a pad dedicated, very more um, uh, easy to use. Um, it's a very compact machine. We've really designed it to, to fit into small uh, spaces, even in in, uh, in, in small workshops or, or in, in garage, uh, because we know that when you start, people don't especially have some space. And we've also tried to make it very robust and to, to give it super cool technical capabilities for the, for this range of uh, CNC. So we've worked a lot on the on the stability of the electronics, on the control, and we added a special feature to that because one of the main uh, value of Mechanica is, is to not develop uh, obsolescent machine and obsolescent product. And it's really our idea that people will start with a Evo CNC machine, but we want them to be able to grow with their machine. So if at some point their project or their professional activity just grows, um, they shouldn't need to buy a new machine to, to evolve. They, they, they should be able to keep the same machine. And so it's an upgradable machine. So as soon as you're limited by the possibilities of the machine, you can upgrade it to a more robust and more professional uh, model, which is actually your professional range. Uh, and that's something very unique that doesn't exist on the market so far that we, we're very proud of. Um, could you describe the Evo CNC machine in three words? Okay, yeah. I'd say it's um, user-friendly, really. I'd say it's accessible, um, both in terms of uh, to make it accessible in terms of using it, in terms of knowledge, uh, but also in terms of price, I guess. And the last one, I think it's a, it's a beautiful machine. Actually, it's that CNC machines are, are usually made by engineers and not made to be beautiful machines. And I think this one. Cool. So, why is it more user friendly than others? Um, I guess we've really thought about the, the workflow of a user using a CNC machine. So usually what, what goes on when you when you use a CNC machine is that you design in 3D using a, what we call a CAD software. Um, and then you need to use a CAM software to define your tool operation, actually to tell the machine, okay, I've got this 3D model and, and that's what I want to do with it. And then you need to go to, to the machine and the control software of the machines usually are very bad in terms of user interface, they're, they're very old school. And so we have kind of a modern user interface that's very intuitive, very visual, you really see what you do. Combined with easy control, so you, you have a touch screen that helps you uh, access very easy control and a dedicated pad uh, from which you can move the machine very easily and access the most common options. Um, the machine runs on itself also, so there's a Raspberry Pi inside the machine. So it means you don't need an external computer to, to use it. Everything is pre-configured. As soon as you launch the machine, it works. It's connected to the internet, so you just have to put the files you need to cut and then just launch them from the from the touchscreen and use them directly. 
And then we've also tried to make it uh, compatible with as many ways of working as, as possible. So we didn't want to um, force people to use a certain software to be able to use the machine. So actually, if you're used to a certain 3D modeling software, you can use it. And if you're used to a certain CAM software, you can use it as well. As well. The, the, the machine is compatible with pretty every software existing on the, on the market. And even if you don't know how to design in 3D, you can already make some pretty great stuff in 2Ds. And for that, you just need to have vector files, for example, from Adobe Illustrator, and you can import them directly on the machine and be able to cut uh, quite easily. So, so the idea is really that when you build the machine, um, we have a 20-minute video tutorial, and at the end of that, you should be able to start meaning, even if you have no experience uh, before that. Great, and we'll get onto the education side of of Mechanica because I've I've been watching some of the YouTube videos and and they're quite good. Thanks. First of all, I wanted to make clear for those who may not know, uh, Raspberry Pi. It's like a little computer um, that takes up very very little space. And well, yes, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not sure if yeah. you have a better no, way of yeah. explaining it. No, no, it's exactly that. So it's a very small computer uh, miniaturized that's actually inside the CNC machine. So it controls everything. You don't need an external computer because this this device is already pretty powerful. Okay, so um, to include uh, a computer inside the machine, I think it's it's um, it's a it's a unique thing. But uh, why did you why did you take that decision? I mean, you already you already need. Um, a computer to make the file why is it better to yeah okay so so actually i think so the the um, software that controls the cnc is actually only reading what we call g code so g code is a, a language actually a software language uh, that you use just to to give coordinates to the machine and to tell the machine what what to do and actually the, the software itself to control the machine doesn't need a lot of uh, power. So Raspberry Pi is well enough for that. Our way of thinking was that when you design a file, you do it not in your workshop, I don't know, it might be cold or it might be noisy or dusty or everything. You do it uh, on your desk where you're pretty comfortable, you design your file, and then you send your file to your machine and you can mail there. So those are, you don't especially design and spend hours in designing just right next to your machine. Um, so, so that's the first thing. And then the, the second thing is that usually when you install a, a control software for a CNC on your own computer, there are lots of ways that this could bring some problems. For example, you could have updates on Windows or on or your Mac uh, that would mess up with the, with the software. Uh, you could have other software that mess up with this. You could have, um, I don't know, uh the battery turning down you could have issues with your connections or, or anything and we really wanted to have a dedicated computer for the machine so everything is super stable and also with that we're able to pre-configure everything so there's not this thing when you start the machine and you download the software and you connect your computer and nothing works because i don't know there's a firmware that you like but or or there's an issue that you don't understand here everything is pre-configured and so it starts working right away great it is it is really smart uh, you mentioned the machine grows with you as your as your experience grows yes how do these improvements work go on go on go on 
<laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, so, so, so this machine actually comes as a kit. So that's something very important for us, uh, not only because it's way easier to ship and then uh, we're able to support the shipping cost and so it's less expensive to actually ship uh, packed and kit machines and, and machines that are fully built. Then we really think that when you build your own machine, you understand it way better. It gives you more autonomy to be able to repair it if there's uh, something wrong, to, to calibrate it, to understand how it works, to, to improve it depending on your exact workflow. So, so, so yes, that's that's one thing. And this this way of uh, having kit machines actually allows us to to make the, those upgrades available. So um, there's a difference between add-ons and, and upgrades. So first thing is we have add-ons available for our CNC. For example, you could just switch the spindle and have a more powerful spindle. Um, we're currently working on a laser head, so you could just uh, add a laser head to your, to your CNC machine. Those are small stuff you could improve. Uh, but the upgrade is really about changing the structure of the machine itself to, uh, for example, go to a driving system made from belts and pulleys, which is the case on the Evo, which is very fun, but it's not made for uh, production several hours per day, um, to a more industrial system, like with supported rails in steel and uh, ball screws, which is way more precise and more designed for production. And so the upgrades are really kits that you get. Um, and so you need to unmount some part of your machine. So you have a, a video tutorial as well that shows you how this works. You unmount some parts of your machines. You place the new parts, actually, that are more robust and designed to, to turn your EVO machine to a pro machine. Uh, and then what we want to do as well, uh, it's not something we, we've put together yet, but that's really our objective, is that we'd like people to ship us back the parts that are not needed anymore. So those are not electronic wastes, and then we can test uh, those components and parts in our workshop, and we can put them together to to create new kits um, that would be way more affordable that we could give to, uh, for example, the education uh, sector, to fab labs, to schools, and those stuff to really support the use of CNC machines uh, for, for young people, for example. That's great. So um, what is the aim of these upgrades? What do you improve in the machine? Is it precision? Yeah, okay. So there are two types of upgrades, actually. So there's one uh, which is just an upgrade in terms of size. So for example, you start with your smallest model, the EVO S. And uh, at some point, you very find the precision and the speed of the machine, but you just realize you need more space, and then you can upgrade it to a bigger model. Or there's an upgrade in terms of level of the machine, I would say. So we'd go for an EVO to a pro model. And then what's really going on is that you will improve the electronics and we improve all the structure of the machine, making it uh, more precise, also way faster. For example, if you work on wood, uh, you can increase your production speed by 10. Um, and also you will be able to work on uh, more hard materials uh, like aluminum and like more uh, more metal than you would be able to do. How many people have tried right now the um, Evo e machine? Evo, around 10 people. So yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, oh, that's that's more than I expected. Yeah, so actually the the, um, the whole team has made some tests, so four, four people uh, from the team. Uh, and then the people you actually see on the Kickstarter video are, are people 
uh, we offer to try the Evo and in exchange we ask them to make something with it and to give us feedback but to also allow us to to make some recording videos at their workshop for the for the campaign and uh, we have two more people external with some CNC experience that tried it as well to be able to give us some feedback about about the usage. What was that they made? Um, so from the Kickstarter video, you've got a ceramist that made some plaster mold. Um, you've got um, three woodworkers actually that worked on a different kind of wood on MDF, on multiplex for uh, furniture, uh, more or less. Um, you've got a designer that worked with it with a metal sheet and, and a wood sheet as well. Um, another designer that worked for um, combining it with 3D printing. So he was making a device for um, disabled, blind children to learn to play. So with big pieces with different kind of uh, touch, actually, uh, he made with 3D printing uh, with very bright colors that you could use on a kind of board game that was made with a, with a CNC machine. Uh, and then all the tests were really more technical tests. Um, like fatigue tests and tests to be able to assess the feeds and speeds on, on different kind of materials. And... Cool. So, um, uh, what was the feedback that you got? Feedback was pretty good, actually. Um, from the beginning, we had some stuff to improve in terms of, uh, in terms, for example, of precision. So we added some function actually in the machine to to increase the precision, some auto calibration from the from the meters. We added some sensors for the machine to really know where where it is. Um, we improved some stuff, some basic stuff, but especially during the assembly of the machines as well. So it's very easy to design a machine, but then you really need to think about how people will assemble it. And uh, you know, you at first you always end up with some screws that you thought would be accessible and actually are not after you mount another part of the machine. So this was this all feedback about it. Uh, and then a lot of feedback on the user interface. Uh, and so we made already almost five or six iterations on the user interface on the touchscreen, um, just so everything is kind of very clear on how to access it. Uh, that's the, the feeling when you when you double click on the feeling with your, with your touch is, uh, is nice as well. And so yeah, more or less those parts were those where we needed to iterate and, and work on them. Uh, but we were getting pretty close to what we had in mind. Still a, a bit of work to do, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. And uh, how much time does it take to, to build it? Um, you mean for a user? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say around four hours, something like that. It actually really depends because we're not objective because we used to build CNC machine a lot. So we know exactly what kind of assembly uh, needs to be made. Uh, that's actually an error we made on our pro series is that we announced a five hours building time and more, most of our users end up more with a eight hours building time. Um, but for the Evo, I'd say four hours, something like that to be large. Cool. And so with a project like this, um, I guess pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong at some point. What was the, the biggest thing that went wrong? Yeah, so so it's it's actually the problems you always have when you when you create products and especially machines. Um, it's you you have a planning and then at some point uh, everything takes way more time than you think. Uh, you have the suppliers that don't come on time. 
you order something from suppliers and then I don't know there's mistakes in the file and you don't get the part that you want. Uh, so, so it's more of organi organizational things than really issues on, on the machine itself uh, because we're used to already build some ranges of uh, CNC machine and so all those maybe problems we had at the beginning when we designed our first CNC machine uh, weren't there anymore. But yeah, I'd say that around the, more or less around the, around the timing. Um, and of course, at first, when you build a machine, you have lots of bugs and you need to, to find all the problems with problems with, for example, the electronic cards that uh, was overheating. So we needed to redesign the control box. Um, we had problem with the compatibility of the Raspbian on Raspberry Pi and the software. And we, we proved that as well. So we had more, more small stuff uh, than really big problems, I would say. So your campaign is, is ending today. Um, when do you have planned to deliver the, the EVOs? So the delivery is planned uh, on August of this year. Um, it's something we're quite confident with uh, from our experience, previous experience with machine production. Um, things have been more complicated since last year. So actually supply chains are a bit more unstable due to the COVID crisis, so we took that into account as well. Um, we, we kept some buffer time as well to be sure to, to be able to, um, I don't know, to, to find solutions to every single problems with suppliers that would come. Uh, and so yes, delivery is planned for the machine on, on August. Okay, so who is the ideal customer for you? Okay, so I think it's really designed for creative people and I'd say Especially creative people which are in the you know, beginning of a new project, maybe a professional project, maybe not, or even companies who are just starting using CNC machine because um, I think it's a machine they could really easily grasp and, and start predicting and making some stuff uh, quite fast. Uh, and it's a machine that will grow with them uh, as they grow as well. So yeah, creative people at the beginning of their career or beginning of their professional journey. So let's talk a bit about the um, educational side of Mechanica. Yes. What have you been doing and what do you have planned okay. in, in that? So education is really something that's at the core of what we want to do. Um, so I guess there's no point just putting machines out there and then leaving people on their own trying to use them or trying to learn. And um, we've spent also countless hours on forums and everything sometimes because we weren't understanding some stuff. And we really want to yeah, get everything that we know and deliver it to, to an easy and understandable. Uh, so we do that by writing articles. We try to make videos also a lot. So it takes a lot of time to produce good videos, but we actually, we actually love doing them. Uh, and it's very rewarding because uh, because a lot of people have been seeing them. Um, and the idea is really to make it as accessible as, as possible. So even people not using CNC machines or just making a machine on their own through our open source plan, we want to help them understand how manufacturing processes works and just how to use the machines or their own machines. So, so it's really something we do. Uh, and what's very cool is that we realize that by doing it and, you know, with no further purpose or goal than just giving free knowledge, uh, you've got a lot of people discovering what we do and supporting us 
and sharing all open source plans, sometimes buying kits. So it's very, it's something very rewarding. And so we, we really are continuing to, to learn ourselves, to deliver some knowledge and try to help people just grow their skills. Nice. And the videos, they, they really are high quality. I mean, um, I've, I've never used a CNC machine, but I've, I've, I've been watching some of them and, and they're, they're quite good. Thanks. Like you get the, the idea. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. It's, uh, it's very good to hear, uh, because indeed CNC can be complicated and we really want to make stuff uh, as simple as possible. So I guess, uh, one final question. What would you advise to someone that wants to do their own Kickstarter project or their own machine business? Okay. Um, yeah, I guess the main one would be just go out there. Uh, as soon as you have an idea, pitch it to dozens of people just to get the, the, the feedback on what they think should be interesting or not. Uh, and as soon as you have a prototype, make it test to as many people as you can, get the feedback, improve, release another prototype. So it's really something iterative and you really should pay the most attention to what users that are really using the machines say. And, and, and I know sometimes it can be frustrating and sometimes you have a lot of feedback that's uh, not in the way you want to hear it, but it's always good to, to have feedback. Um, and to people who would like to launch a Kickstarter, um, I'd say that Kickstarter has a bit switched this year from people just having an idea and try to get money to, you know, prototype or launch it to people having a product and really uh, get some money to, to launch it. And I guess when you go to Kickstarter, you must already have a working product that maybe needs some fine tuning, but a working product uh, that you can be sure that you can deliver on time because uh, there have been too much project on Kickstarter that didn't deliver at all or that took years to, to deliver. Uh, and so it's really something important. And that's all for today. Thank you for listening. See you next Friday.